0: beautiful day in the seven cities i'm brady parkins and i'm charlie wise this is seven stakes podcast week seven nfl seven stakes podcast i'm excited another great week coming up here hopefully better than last week a lot of Uh, disappointment last week we know had our hearts broken there at the end of that denver game
1: that's about to say i don't know if last week qualifies as a great week but that's how sports betting goes there's gonna be weeks like that i just have to keep telling myself that get really really upset When we're not giving out winning bets. Not really happy about it last week, but part of the game. We're looking to bounce back this week.
0: Still ahead on the season, though. Still well ahead on the season, which is what you really want. It's betting, you got to look at it long term. You got to be consistently good. And right now, we're still consistently good. We're still well ahead of 500 here. And that's what we're looking to do.
1: Yeah, we've been off to a strong start so far this season. Definitely winning money. It's always what you're looking for.
0: That Tim Patrick prop we gave. You said. He would be over his receiving yards if he had four receptions or more. And he had ended up with three receptions, had that target there at the end that was intercepted, very last drive of the game.
1: That moment still haunts me. Just sitting there outside watching that game and see that pass going his way, realizing it's Tim Patrick, and then intercepted. Game it- over.
0: It was funny because you you just knew where he was at on the field, and you watched him come out of his break before the camera started to pan, and that defender undercut it there to intercept that ball, and it was just—it
1: was going to be like a fourteen-yard gain, something like that. So it was it was going to hit the over on the prop too if he caught that ball.
0: That coupled with Browns looked terrible last week. You know, Baker Mayfield ended up going out with uh, his. Torn labrum on his left arm, non-throwing arm.
1: Yep, yeah, we'll get into that one a little bit more on in injuries.
0: And then, you know, yeah, they looked
1: bad. They looked really bad. That was probably is that probably the first bet so far this season we would just kind of like really missed the mark on.
0: Yeah, they what do you have? You have two fumbles and an interception, I'm oh, pretty those sure. Those fumbles
1: were so annoying to watch.
0: Yeah, it was very frustrating because it felt like they were getting like energy to come back and possibly, you know, at least make a comeback to win for our season long back You know, we had them win in the division, but
1: that one worries me now, man. They've got a lot of injuries in hurt. Starting to fall behind the Ravens, who are all of a sudden looking really good.
0: Yeah, hopefully Baker Mayfield can bounce back, but got some big news coming up the pipe here. Deshaun Watson possibly getting traded.
1: Yeah, that news dropping yesterday. Looks like, I mean, they're saying as early as the end of this week, he could get traded to the Dolphins, which would be crazy. I don't think it would have a lot of impact this season still, because he still has all those cases pending against him, and I, I don't see any way that he gets cleared to play this season, but... In seasons going forward, that would be pretty crazy. It would be unfortunate for you as a Patriots fan to have him and Josh Allen in the same division.
0: It it would be very disappointing. I'm I'm shocked. Do you think he's going to play again?
1: I think he's going to play again eventually. Not this season, but that's, he's too good of a talent. The NFL is going to – they've proven time and time again if you're really talented, they'll look the other way to a certain degree with stuff, and I, I think it's going to happen again, especially a, a top quarterback in the league. There's no way his career is going to be over with this. I don't see it happening.
0: How do you you think Tua is feeling right now?
1: Probably pretty terrible.
0: Hearing all these rumors, realizing you're getting uh, pulled out with a guy that has a bunch of cases against him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he went from being generational top prospect coming out. Everybody was tanking for Tua, and his pro career really hasn't gone as he would have expected. There were some different rumors floating around with him because they were I guess the Texans aren't interested in getting Tua in return in that trade. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, one of the rumors that got brought up was that it could be a three-team trade where Tua gets sent up to Washington, which I would absolutely hate. But I, I saw other reporters saying that that report is also just total trash, and Washington isn't really interested in Tua either, so who knows. Maybe Tua might get the Josh Rosen treatment. Oh, start gosh. bouncing around the league.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Injury news. Injury news for this week. Actually, going back to last week first, because last week we somehow managed to miss probably the biggest injury of the week, which was Russell Wilson. He injured his finger. He's going to be out for four to eight weeks. That offense didn't really look that great last week against the Steelers. I don't really think they're going to look very good without him until he gets back. So keep an eye on that if you're looking at any bets four or against seattle keep that in mind that he's out we talked about a little bit last week christian mccaffrey he was practicing early in the week then all of a sudden he was out he reaggravated aggravated his hamstring he's on ir he missed so he has to miss at least three games last week was the first game so he's out at least two more games that offense also hasn't looked very good without him sam donald's really started to struggle after a hot start that that team really needs him back on the field to start doing something again So it's Thursday. We got Thursday night football coming up. You already talked about Baker Mayfield's injury. He's out for this game. Hopefully it's just a one-game thing. Hopefully there's a short week. Hopefully there's giving him a little bit of time to bounce back, feel a little bit better, get back in there next week because it is his non-throwing shoulder. Nick Chubb, he was out last week with a calf injury. He's going to be missing again this week. There was talk that he might be able to get in this week for a little while, so hopefully next week he'll be able to make a return, because they're really going to need it, because Kareem Hunt, who was supposed to be in store for a huge game last week, he went out with a calf injury during that game. His was apparently worse than Nick Chubbs. He's on IR now. He's going to miss at least three games, so tonight it's going to be Dearness Johnson starting running back for the Browns. AAF superstar Dearness Johnson. You know him, everybody, right?
0: Yeah, they almost called me up to come play for the Browns tonight, so... I have to
1: start Dearness Johnson in one of my fantasy leagues tonight. That's
0: pretty rough. Yeah, it's a rough
1: week for bye weeks. (laughs) Um, The other one, Odell, he's also dealing with an injury, so just basically every key player on the Browns offense. He's got a shoulder injury. It's an AC sprain. He's going to be a game-time decision. I won't be surprised at all if he doesn't get a start in this game. Even if he does start, I really don't think he's going to be that effective. With that injury, it's going to hurt real bad. Every single time he lifts his arm up over his head to catch a ball, if he catches a ball, tries to lower his shoulder into a tackle or anything like that, it's going to kill him. Even if he starts, I wouldn't be surprised if he like left the game early with a re-injury kind of thing. So keep an eye on him. And then a few other little notes. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to be coming back this week. He sat out their last game, and then they had the bye week, so he's had time to recover. He's getting started again. Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are both questionable for this week. Really hoping that they will get in there. That offense isn't going to be the same without them. They were both kind of banged up last week against Kansas City. Gibson left the game for a little while. McLaurin had that hamstring injury, and we saw that offense was really terrible, which really hurt our over bet in that game.
0: That was, that was also another disappointing one. Seeing can, them get down in the yeah. red zone and just, you know, like – if it would just be a field goal, it would even helped us, but it was turnovers in the red zone there. That yeah. really,
1: yeah, there are plenty of opportunities in that game where it should have hit the over and it just didn't. It happens. Another injury kind of coming from that game, Tyreek Hill. He's questionable with a quad. I would expect him to play. I haven't heard anything too serious about him. And then the giants are dealing with all kinds of injuries Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley, and Kadarius Toney look like they're all going to be missing. They haven't practiced this week. So that's a lot of offensive weapons missing on the Giants. And that's actually going to lead me right into our first bet of the week this week. So we're going to be taking Sterling Shepard over 64.5 receiving yards. You can get that at minus 115 on DraftKings. So with all those guys missing, it's looking like Sterling Shepard is going to be Daniel Jones' top target. He's played three full games this season. In those games, he's averaged 11 targets and been over 75 yards in every game. Last week with those guys out that I mentioned, he saw 14 targets, had 10 receptions. So the opportunities look like they're definitely going to be there for him. This week, the Giants play the Panthers, who have been one of the better defenses so far this season. But even so, they've given up over 65 yards to a receiver in all but one game this season. And last week against the Vikings, they allowed four different receivers to go over 70 yards. So I really like Sterling Shepard with all those targets to get over 64.5 receiving yards in this game.
0: Moving on to our next pick here, we got the Patriots minus 6.5 against the Jets at minus 115 on DraftKings. And you hear this stat, you hear stats get brought out all the time about Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. Playing Zach Wilson, really did well against them in, I believe it was week three. You know, they. 123 to six against the Jets there they're coming to New England New England has looked pretty decent at home I mean they took the bucks all the way down 19 to 17 lost that game last week we saw the overtime game against the Cowboys there the Patriots offense is starting to get in stride a little bit Mac Jones is starting to figure it out Hunter Henry's coming out of the woodwork here starting to look like a solid tight end for fantasy. Patriots are seven and three against the spread in the last ten games against the Jets. They've won all ten of those games and they won by an average margin of victory of nineteen point nine points. And like I said, Zach Wilson struggled against the Patriots earlier in the season. I think he's gonna struggle again, especially going on the road. This seems like it's gonna be an easy cover for the Patriots.
1: All right. Next one we got, we got Rams and Lions. We're going under twenty six and a half total points in the first half. I think this is the first first half. Spread or over under, or anything we've done so far this season. Yeah, it is. So you can get that one right now. It's minus 115 on FanDuel. So far this season, the Rams have only had one game where the first half total has gone over 26. This team's been doing the majority of their scoring in the second half of games. So they've scored 81 points in the first half of games. That's with scoring 28 points last week against the Giants. That was their only game that they've scored more than 14 points in the first half. And then they've scored 98 points in the second half of games. So the Rams offense might get off to a little bit of a slow start, but their defense has been ready to roll right from the start of games. They've allowed over seven points in the first half just once this season, and that was to the Cardinals in week four. In the Lions' first two games this season, they did go over this 26-point mark, but in the four games since then, the total hasn't gone over 20. This is because the Lions have really struggled in the first half since then. In three of those four games, they've been shut out in the first half. And in the one game that they did score, they scored six points, just two field goals. We already mentioned the Rams scored over 14 points in the first half, just once so far this year. So if that trend continues, we're going to need the Lions would need to score 13 points to push the total over 26. They've only scored over 10 points in the first half just once this season. So the numbers are all saying this should be a pretty low scoring first half with those Lions' offensive struggles rams really good defense so even if the i mean i think the Lions might not score much of anything that gives the rams even some wiggle room to put up some good good amount of points in the first half and still keep this total under 26 and a half
0: and rams one of the best teams in the nfc another top team in the nfc the buccaneers we're taking them over 30 and a half total team points at minus 105 on draftkings so far this season the bucks have averaged 32.5 points per game the bucks they score on 44.8% of drives and are playing the bears who have the sixth least amount of first downs in the nfl so the bucks are going to be on the field a lot the more they're on the field the more they're going to score the more they're going to push this total over you know and the bears have the seventh most rush attempts in the nfl and have the least passing yards in the NFL so far this season. The Bucks obviously have the best rushing defense, so I think the Bears are going to really struggle here on the ground. They're going to try to pass it, and Justin Fields is its going to be a struggle for him. Unfortunately, him being a Buckeye, you know, I hate saying stuff like that. But hammering this over 30.5 total team points, I think the Bucks could probably put up 24 in the first half, and then... Just need one garbage touchdown there in the second half to put this over. <laughs>
1: That'd be really nice. 24 in the first half. I could see it. I could too. Absolutely. So another NFC South team here. We're going to be taking the Falcons and the Dolphins game to hit the over 47 and a half total points. It's minus 105 on DraftKings. So both the Dolphins and the Falcons have allowed on average over 29 points per game. The Dolphins defense has been really disappointing this season. And then this week their best defender arguably Xavier Howard he's been limited at practice there are trade rumors swirling around him so it's possible they just sit him to avoid any potential injury that might get in the way of a trade on the offensive side Dolphins look like they might be getting Devonte Parker back that would help Tua and this offense out a bit Tua's you know this is his second week back from injury so hopefully he's feeling a little bit more comfortable back there hopefully he's trying to prove some doubters wrong with all these trade rumors about getting to Sean Watson. You also come out with a strong game. I'm sure
0: he's going to come in and he's going to say, Texans, you do want me.
1: <laughs> we'll see. Um, on the Falcons' side, they're coming off a of bye week. So they've had plenty of time to prepare for this game. They're getting Calvin Ridley back over the past few games. They've been looking a little bit better on offense. Matt Ryan's been looking better in particular. He's had a, passing rate, a passer rating, over 100, and no interceptions in the last three games. So all good signs of this offense is starting to click. Kyle Pitts had a good game last game. And you actually have a player prop coming up that will kind of be leading into how we think that the Falcons offense will be doing. So we're taking the over in this game. We like it a lot. think it's going to hit
0: and we're taking Cordell Patterson who I think has been one of the most shocking players this season. He's been giving a lot of production for the Falcons. He we're taking him over 39.5 receiving yards at minus 115 on DraftKings. He's averaged 59 yards per game and that's with a week 1 where he only had two targets and you know two receptions there for 13 yards. He's averaging 6.2 targets and five receptions per game. Miami has led up the fourth most passing yards this season so gonna have a lot of opportunity for him to get the ball get a lot of yards here you know and if you're worried about Calvin Calvin Ridley coming in this next week he's back it hasn't affected Cordell Patterson's efficiency you know his yards he's averaged 58.75 yards on an average of 4.5 receptions with Ridley on the field so well over this total and In the first four games, he's averaged a snap percentage of 34.5%. In the last game they played, you know, they're coming off a bye this week, so back when they played the Jets in London there, he had a 59% snap percentage. So, you know, he's on the field more. He's really undervalued. I think this is extremely low for what I expect from him. We're hammering this, over 39.5 receiving yards.
1: Yeah, we took him in their last game, in that London game, and he gave us a first-half cover on that bet. I'm looking for potentially the same thing here. That would be awesome. It would be a lot of fun. No sweat involved in it. That would be awesome. All right, and our last bet of the week, we are going to be taking Debo Samuel over 65 and a half receiving yards. This is, this is the late game on Sunday. And you need to get that one right now at minus 115 on DraftKings. So far this season, Debo's averaged 10.4 targets per game. And over his past two seasons, he's averaged a 72.5% catch rate on his targets. So far this season, that number's a little bit lower. But last week, he had Trey Lance at quarterback, and his catch percentage was all the way down to 33%. So there's only been a few games on the season. That really low number kind of skews it down. So, so far this season, he's at 59%. So even if you take that 59%, if you with his over 10 targets that still has him catching anywhere between like five to seven balls per game. That's a big number for him because so far in his career, when he has at least five receptions, which has been in 13 games and four of the five games this season, he's had over 65 yards in every single one of those games, except for one. So I already mentioned that Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back this week, which is big news for Debo Samuel because that one game this season that he didn't have at least five receptions, that was and their last game with Trey Lance at quarterback. I'm expecting with Jimmy they'll come back, Debo's going to bounce back with a big game and hit the over easily for us here.
0: Love all these. It was a lot of. It was a hard research week, you know. I feel we like they a put a lot out, of
1: hours into it this week.
0: Yeah, I feel like they put the player props out super late. Like even when we were looking, we looked this morning, and there was still nothing out there really.
1: Still quite a few games they haven't put anything out on.
0: That's why I was so excited to see that. Cordell Patterson one because that one seems so like a gift.
1: I like all I like all the player props a lot this week. Yeah, I like all of them, all the all of our bets a lot this week. We definitely put in the hours to get the best bets out there for you guys.
0: Yeah, I feel the same. So just a recap here: we're taking Sterling Shepard over sixty-four and a half receiving yards. The Patriots minus six and a half. We're taking Miami and Atlanta over forty-seven and a half. We're taking under 26 and a half for Detroit and the Rams in the first half Debo Samuel over 65 and a half Cordell Patterson over 39 and a half and the bucks over 30.5 total team points. That's all we got this week.
1: Looking for a big bounce back week this week.
0: Yeah, we'll have some more fireside chats. Hopefully there's no (laughs) gripes. That was a little depressing sitting next to that fire. Uh, Had to watch my Patriots losing overtime and then have to talk gripe about that gripe about Tim Patrick gripe about the over under in that Washington game there was a lot to gripe about last week still we ended up you know 3 and 4 which is 3 and 4 not worst. terrible matches our worst we've only done that twice only twice we've had losing records so far this season which is great yep and that's it week 7 7 stakes podcast I'm Brady Parkins.
1: I'm Charlie Wise.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll see you.